everybody! Hello again and welcome back to another episode of the Watch What With Me, Jean-Luc Webbs. That's right! Get excited! Get amped up! Get excited! Make some noise in your car, on your bus, on the phone, on the toilet. I don't care where you are. Only care you're listening to this show. The greatest show on earth. At least I hope so. At least I'm working to make it too. I'm working, I'm working to make it to that point for you, the listeners. Oh, I'm so excited to be back with you again on today's episode. And again, before we even start, please hit the like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, 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 comment your thoughts and opinions on all of this. And share this with everybody that you know. Let's make this community. Let's build a conglomerate. Um, uh, 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 not mega mogul. Um, uh, whatever it is. Uh, uh, Empire, that's it, that's the word, empire, let's make an empire of the world to put together, because this community can be something really, really special, and I'm so grateful for everybody who watches the show, and also, congratulations on you for making this channel reach the first 1,000 viewed video, that's right, we got 1,000 views for the first video for the first time on this channel, uh, ain't it a blessing, ain't it great, Kamara Usman versus Leon Edwards, the upset video that I posted here on YouTube with TN, who was a guest on the show. Thank you so much, TN, for coming on again. We hit a thousand views. My gosh, what the world? Let's get it. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. I was falling out of my chair when I saw that happen. Thank you so much. Let's reach for 10,000. Let's reach for 20. Let's reach for. We'll see all these people getting 60, 70,000. Let's get 100,000. How about that? 100,000 every video. Then hey, I can get some sponsors. I can get some moolah. I can get some dough. Then I can make this channel even better. Buy my own studio. Uh, 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 buy some lights to help spruce this up. Get this doggone clothes thing, whatever this is, behind me. <laughs> out of view so that we can have a little bit of a better setup but the point still stands the content is what matters and I provide this because of you so thank you so much for everything everybody who's watched the video y'all mean so much to me thank you all and let's make this build this, build this community make it big make it grand so I can buy a house in Beverly Hills or, or somewhere down south here in, in uh, North Carolina or South Carolina, wherever the world I want to live out east, south, southeast. Whatever. Maybe I moved to Asia. I don't know. They got some pretty landscapes over there. Although they don't like black people all that much. Ah, you know what? We'll figure it out as we go on. But thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Let's keep on putting these numbers up. And let's make this community something great for everybody to come contribute to. But nice of these asides. Nice of these asides. Excuse me for getting tongue-tied. Pump all that noise. My goodness, UFC 279 just happened. And what in the world transpired? My gosh. You want to talk about a bombshell? Let's not waste any time. It's time to step into the ring. That's right. Ring the bell. Let's get it on. Round one underway. And the first topic of the day, Shamaya versus Holland. And I believe co-main event. That was, that was going to be the main event. As you saw in the last video I put here on YouTube, or one of the, one of the more recent videos, when I put out Chimaya versus Nate Diaz, had a whole breakdown and everything, went to the end, giving my thoughts, scared for my life from Nate Diaz, thinking uh, Chimaya was going to dominate the fight, and lo and behold, Chimaya misses weight by eight pounds. What in, I've never, I've never, I've never, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. When I saw that, my goodness, Nate Diaz makes weight at, at was it 170, 170, 171, something like that. I forget whatever the, the, the weight was. Jemaya comes in at like 179, which is stupid. What in the world? 
and, and misses weight entirely. Fight gets called off. Get your place with Kevin Holland. Or Tom Holland. Is it Kevin Holland? Is it Kevin Holland? We'll say Holland. Kevin Holland. Yeah, Kevin Holland. Excuse me. Got it in my notes. Kevin Holland uh, uh, gets replaced in a fight with Kevin Holland. And they is, yeah, he ain't, he ain't fighting somebody that's, again, missing weight. He said that on multiple occasions. Understandably. So, hey, Jemiah fights Kevin Holland. Nate Diaz fights Tony Ferguson in a long-awaited fight that people have been waiting for for a number of years. Both of them passed their prime, but still, turned out to be a phenomenal fight, but we'll get to that later on. Right now, what in the world transpired in terms of Jemiah versus Kevin Holland? That fight, well, first off, the build-up to that fight, if you didn't know, was this. That was the build-up. Doggone it. Kevin Holland and 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 Chimaev, I believe, got into it backstage at one point in time, and I did like like really really heated. Somebody threw something at a bus, whatever the case may be. It was insane. It was wild. But then now that just led to fodder, and when Chimaev missed weight, well, this fight is already amped up. Y'all already got some beef with each other. Let's get it on. So they got it on. So Kevin Holland fought, fought uh, uh, Kamzat Chimaev, or Kamzat, excuse me, Kamzat Chimaev, again, former, former roommate, uh, <laughs> trying to learn Arabic up in college. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right. Yeah, uh, if, if, if I don't, don't worry, you'll text you back if I messed up. <laughs> you'll give me the business. But Kamzat Chimaev came up, fought, fought Kevin Holland in event, and... Absolutely. Again, this sound is still applicable. Just blew him out the water. What in the world? In the first round, destroyed Kevin Holland by submission. It was like, like, yo, understand this. I said that Chimaev was a beast. I said every fight I see Chimaev in, he gets better and better and better. Keeps elevating his skill set consistently with every fight. And every pitfall that we see him have seems to get just, just again, uh, chipped away as he gains experience. This brother is a dog. This man is a warrior. This cat is nothing to mess with. For real. And again, Kevin Holland is no joke. If you don't know who Kevin Holland is, this man is a legitimate UFC fighter. This brother has some skill. This brother talks and will knock you out and smile as he walks away. He's a highlight reel. He's had plenty of highlights. He's an exciting fighter and somebody not to mess around with. For real. Especially when it comes to grappling and wrestling. And Shamayev just bum-rushed him from the jump. Understand this, if you didn't see the fight, here's a quick recap. Uh, uh, it was, I forget who the referee was. It might have been Herb Dean or somebody else. But either way, ref says go. Boom. In fact, you hear this. Bell rings. There is a bell in the UFC. I can't remember. Either way, sound goes. Let's get it on. Boom. Kevin Holland looks like he's going to go touch gloves. Jemayev just instantly shoots for a takedown. And from there, the fight was essentially over. Kevin Holland made every correct adjustment to defend against the takedown, but he just couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. He just got just demolished. Jemayev didn't let up for a second. It was like a minute 45 into the round. And, like, Kevin Holland's doing everything possible to just get back to the feet or at least hold a position. And Jemayev, just like a rabbit dog, just jumps on him. Consistently, every time Kevin Holland got up, just drug him back down. 
It was like a monster movie. It was like a. It, it, it was like. It was literally like a cat mauling a dog. The best way I can say it. Oh, if you're a WWE fan, it's like when Brock Lesnar would go on his rampages in the midst of somebody's promo and just utterly destroy any wrestler in the ring, all security, and like just bump rush him. Or even better, Braun Strowman, who just returned to WWE, when he do that 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 train thing, steamroll train coming, do this with 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 his hand, the crowd goes all crazy, then runs out the ring and just runs through everybody. If it's one person or five people outside the ring, literally like a train just yow, runs straight through them. It's an incredible sight to behold if you ever get the chance to see it. Look it up on YouTube. Oh, it's so entertaining to see. But it was like that. He just went instantly, no hesitation. Boom. If I get, get got his hands around his waist, brought him to the ground, never, never let Kevin Holland have control, and just utterly destroyed him. It ended with a submission in the first round. This is why Chimaev is going to be champion. This is why Chimaev is going to be champion. I said this in the, my breakdown for Nate Diaz. But this is why Chimaev is going to be champion. This man not only adapts and fixes plot holes with every fight that he has in his game, but at the same time, the brother legitimately does the one thing that you want to see a champion do more than anything else, which is handle your business as quickly as possible. Normally people say, oh, you know, he's had a bunch of short fights. This is with any fighter. You get somebody, you might hear somebody say, oh, he's never been tested. Oh, he's never been driven. He hasn't been drunk in the deep waters. We don't really know how good he is unless he's been drugged down into the depths where he's got to look to fight and scratch and claw. No, 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 that's not always the case. No, no, that's not always the case. Not always the case at all. Now, again, that sometimes that is the case, i.e., Edgar Berlanga in boxing. But it was they had how many 17, how many 16, 17 knockouts in a row in the first round? Stupid power. Then all of a sudden gets get, gets tested, wins the fight. But now you see, oh, with this step up in competition, this is where he really is. He wasn't all that good as 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 we thought, legitimately. And in those situations, the records, again, this is boxing, but this can happen in, in, in any combat sport. The record doesn't reflect the actual talent. That does happen. More than I would like. More than any combat sports fan would like. But that does happen. And that's, but that's, that, okay. Okay, we get it. But in this situation, Chimaev, his record and his production both equate to, oh, this man is the real deal. Those quick wins, dominant fashion, not having to show a bunch of skill set, not because he can't, not having to show a bunch of all the tools in his tool belt, not because he can't, but because he takes out what he needs and then kills you with it and then goes back home. That's the thing that you want from me nearly above anything else in a champion or in a, in a champion contender. You want somebody that's able to say, okay, this is what you can't handle. Okay, we're going to go with it. We run it. And we, we booking it. 
I don't care how many, how much style I have. I don't care how much, how many tactics I have in my arsenal. I don't care how much, how, how much I can break you down as a fighter to the point where I can nullify all of your abilities. Nah, I need to do this. I need to take you down and maul you and overwhelm you and take you out. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Nothing else. And he did just that. Mind you, with all these changes on the card, nobody had time to train for anybody. Between Chimaev or Nate Diaz versus uh, Ferguson, nobody had time to train for anybody because everybody was training for the other opponent. Chimaev was training for Nate. Nate was training for Chimaev. Kevin Holland just came out of the woodwork. Okay, I'm ready to fight. Tony Ferguson, always fit, always ready. When Nate, when 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 the Chimaev and Nate fight fell apart, hey, I'm ready to go. Cool. Again, pride on them. Kudos to them for always being prepared. Love that. But without any time to prepare, without any time to study his opponent, what did he do? I'm stronger. I'm going to use my strength. I'm going to use my grappling. And I'm going to just utterly destroy you. I don't care how good you think you are. Take everything that I've got to give you in my fight arsenal in terms of in this one asset and stop it. You do that? Okay, we run from there. But outside of that, nah. And that's exactly what he did. He ran through and handled exactly what he needed to handle. And understand this about when Chimaev was dominating Holland. The brother was tired. That was the one knock. That's the only knock I got on him for that entire performance. He got winded. And even winded, he took him out. If that, if that, if, if that tactic didn't succeed, and he didn't get him out in the first round. Hey, we could be talking about a completely different thing. Potentially. Jemayev using up all his energy in, 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 a, in, in, in a relentless effort to try to take Holland out in the first round. And then boom, now we got to look at him and say, oh shoot. He wasted all of his time, all of his energy. Now he ain't got nothing in the tank. And we could very well be looking at a loss. But guess what? We're not. Because he put everything in. He bet all in on himself. All in on this one tactic. And just blew right through him. And even, and, and know what's even worse? Even as you saw the fatigue on Chimaev's face. You saw the heavy breathing. You saw the, again, slower movements as he was, again, mauling Kevin Holland. He still had full control, even when he was tired. In that burst of a of a of a of a blitzkrieg, he still had control. Never lost control. This man is a monster. Didn't waste any time. Didn't waste any effort. Didn't give no credence to say, okay, let's let you get in rhythm. Nah, from the opening bell. And some people say, oh, Kevin Holland was trying to touch gloves. Okay, understandable. Some people can view it in bad, in bad taste. Others can view it and like, well, you know, keep your keep your guard up at all times. Defect, protect yourself at all times. Both are correct. You're right. Normally, it's standard practice to touch gloves before you get going. At the same time, you don't get paid by the hour. 
You don't. The safe bet is to do is to instead of touching gloves when you come together in the ring, touch gloves at when 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 the ref says touch gloves or not, when he's giving y'all the instructions, touch the gloves then and then just okay, we can get ready. That's the safest bet to do. If you don't want to potentially run into that. But if you do run into that and somebody takes you down when you're trying to touch gloves, hey, the point still stands you got to protect yourself at all times. Whether you think it's in bad taste or not, that's still the number one rule in any combat sport. What is boxing or otherwise? Protect yourself at all times, point blank, period. Floyd Mayweather, in one of in his few knockouts later on in his career, knocked out the brother who was trying to give him a hug in, in, in recompense for a low blow. Or excuse me, a headbutt or something. I forget what. Some sort of illegal, illegal move that he did. And he was trying to make up for it after the ref separated him, gave him a talk, and he went back into it. He goes, tries to hug Floyd Mayweather to apologize. Floyd knocks him out immediately. Loads up, pow, right there. Fight's over. The fight is over. I believe that was his last knockout of his career. And many people say, oh, he was trying to forgive him. Many people say, oh, he was trying to apologize. That very well may be. But the ref said fight. And the round was still going on. At that point, if you let your guard down and not you to take advantage, I don't care if it's in bad taste or not. That's what you chose to do. And I am trying to win. Again, we don't get paid by the hour. Fighters don't get paid by the hour. They get paid by production. They get paid by winning. Point blank, period. If every fighter could win in nine seconds, guess what? They would. If every fighter, if every fighter could win in the first round, guess what? They would. If every fighter could just go and immediately knock out or submit their opponent, they would. Because they don't get paid for overtime. They don't get paid to stay for all five rounds. This ain't no show where the longer you're able to last, the more money you get. Nah. That's not how it works. And if that's good, if that, since that is the case, you can't fault Shemaev for immediately going to try to end the fight. You can't. I don't care how you feel. Because if you don't protect yourself at all times, within the confines of the belt, you leave yourself open to attack. Unless the ref says stop or the round is over. If, if, if that clock is still running and the ref is watching and, 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 and there's no illegal move that's done and you get caught because you're trying to do a, 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 a gracious action or otherwise, whether, regardless of whether you think it's right or wrong, that is completely okay. Completely okay. And Jemayev did exactly that. Didn't waste no time. Took him down and submitted him. This brother's going to be champion. This man will be champion. And this brother's going to be hard to beat when he is champion. This cat came afterwards and says, I want to get belts at both 170 and 180. Said, I came here to kill everybody. And that's exactly what he's going to do. That's exactly what he's going to do. If he chooses to go to 180, maybe a tad tougher because of the amount of, uh, uh, again, 
the 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 the, uh, the power is a tad more comparable, even though he's still dumb strong, stupid strong. The power is still, again, above a lot of people in the one eighty pound division. But at one seventy, there's a lot of good competition, but it's gonna be hard pressed to beat him. This man is legitimately poised to, he could actually be a two-weight class champion. He could be a two-division champion, legitimately. That's how good he is. Because he, he just he's going to use just what he needs to and just maximize it to the fullest. And he can, he'll gladly brawl with you if necessary. And he's got pretty good submissions. And he's got a great chin. I'm glad Nate Diaz didn't fight this brother. Because this cat is it's, it's just, it's, 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 he's a dog. Great striking. A lot of power. Deceptively quick. This man came on Holland quicker than he could ever react. And Holland's got some good takedown defense. He just swoop. Done. Sprawled him, got on the ground, transitioned every which way. Rolled him constantly on the ground like like King's death roll in Tekken. It was just mauling for my gamers out there. It, like, you, you know the move when King gets him down at that large, at that convoluted combo in Tekken. The death cradle. Get him in that death cradle. Boom, roll him around. It's over. That's exactly what Jemayev did if you watched the fight. Kevin Holland was tossing the turtle. And Jemayev just put him in a death row. Put him in a death cradle. Death cradle row, whatever it is, whatever the name is. I call it death cradle. Just, 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 just rolled him around. Get, got him in the grab and just boom. It just ragdolled him. It's stupid. But it's exactly what this exactly the type of stupid that you want in a champion. This man is 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 bona fide. Scary. Like, like, yo. To not allow Kevin Holland to get any form of control, not even a strike, not even let him get to his feet. And he can bring some highlights. Kevin Holland. He's legit. And you do that to him? That, oh boy, with no prep work, this man is, he's lethal. Everybody, everybody. Everybody in the division, 170 or 180, needs to, that, needs to start looking over the shoulder, ducking and diving, shifting and jiving. They need to get, they, they need to get scared. Yes, get scared. Kachimayev is coming. That brother is, 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 is coming for both belts. And I don't put it past him. This cat is legitimately poised to make himself a two-division champ and at least reign in one of the divisions. At least reign in one of them. I'm telling you, this man, ooh, Oh boy, box office can get into it with anybody. 
is a budding star in the UFC. Not budding. Excuse me. Let me take that back. This brother is a star. This brother puts butts in seats. This man can legitimately become one of the big names in UFC. But the way he just destroys people. And like it's like it's, it's it's stupid. Now again, everybody's comparing him to Khabib. He's not Khabib. Let's understand his levels. He's not Khabib. He's not Nurmagomedov. He's not. He's not going to be undefeated. Most likely, he's not going to be undefeated. He's going to be hard pressed to beat for just about his entire career. Just about, just about his entire career, he's going to be hard to beat. I'd be surprised if he got four losses on his record. I would be very surprised. You know what? Actually, let me let me rephrase it. I'd be surprised if he got six. I'd be very surprised if he got six losses on his record. Now, I'd be shocked if he ends his career with only like three or two. Shoot. And he's reigning. If he gets the belts, now we're talking about okay, legitimate greatness. But he's not Khabib. Let's not compare him to Khabib. But he is a monster. He is a monster. I'll say he's cut from the same cloth in terms of I'll take on anybody at any time, any place, regardless of who you are, what your background is, how good you think you are, your track record. I'll take everybody on. He's got that for him. Khabib was just like, he'll fight anybody and everybody. It don't matter. He'll kill you without a second thought. That's, again, from that cloth, he's cut from the same thing as Nurmagomedov. Absolutely. But in terms of skill set, Ellis the breaks. But the brother is still not only box office, not only a star turning into a superstar if he keeps on these performances. This man can legitimately be a two-division two champion, reign in at least one of those divisions, 170 or 180, and, 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 and be, just, just, just dominate. Just dominate. I can't wait for to see more of this man. He is a star in the biggest sense of the word. He is a, you can call him the boogeyman. You can arguably call in the boogeyman. At least start calling in the boogeyman of the division. Because if stuff like this keeps happening, I think he's dominating opponents like this. It keeps evolving like he think he's going to evolve. People are going to start avoiding him. People are going to start avoiding him. People will start avoiding Jemayev. Or at least they'll, 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 you'll, you'll see when they send him to the octagon when he stepped into that, that, that uh, I've almost said squared circle. Doggone it, this is UFC. Yeah, I had it right the first time. When he steps into the octagon, when he steps into the octagon with his opponents, if this keeps happening with the domination, you'll start seeing a less, what we say, the less bravado from his opponent. You'll start, you'll, you'll start seeing the intimidation factor really play a big part in the success of Chimaev. Because he'll be able to psych opponents out strictly on his cachet. 
or his track record. Not even his talent. And his talent is going to get even better. Ah, this man is a is built to succeed and potentially built to last in my Gosh, I can't wait to see it. Oh, this is going to be really exciting to see this brother fight. It's going to be really exciting. Incredibly exciting. Like I said, he could fight Leon Edwards for the title. Most likely you won't. Like I said in the, in, in the video with Tien, most likely you won't. If you go back and see the 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 full um, uh, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman video, You'll see how I talk about Chamayev, me and Tien, talk about Chamayev, talk about Nate Diaz versus him. And we talk about whether Chamayev would get a shot if he won against Nate Diaz, with now Kevin Holland. And again, arguably not, most likely no. Usman's going to get a rematch, most likely. But to be next in line for whoever wins that, he could fight Kobe Covington. He could fight Kobe Covington. He could fight Kobe Covington. That would be special. That's money I'm willing to pay to see that fight. And if he beats Kobe Covington, whoo, now things get interesting. Now things really get interesting. If he doesn't get an immediate title shot, well, most likely he won't. He needs about one more fight. My estimation. One more fight before he gets a shot at the title. And that fight probably comes against Kobe Covington, who's had shots at the belt, has lost the has lost um, um, his his opportunities against Usman twice, I believe twice, however many times they fought. Right now, between the two, people looking at him, most likely he will be next in line. But I would like to see a number one contender match, Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington versus Chemayev. Whoever wins that, that's who fights. The winner of Usman versus Edwards, too. And I want Chemayev to win that just so I can see him in a title opportunity. That'll be, first off, the Kobe Covington fight will be a war. And then fighting for the title. If he fought Leon Edwards, let's say Leon retains. If he fought Leon Edwards, I got Chemayev winning. And then if, if Usman beats Leon Edwards and Kobe Covington loses to Chemayev and Chemayev fights Usman instead of Leon, I, I got Usman, but it's, it's, it's as dominant as I know Usman is. Chemayev, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I'll have a tougher time picking Usman against Shemaev than I did in at this point in time do in Usman 1 as well as currently in Usman 2. I'm fairly confident in Usman beating Leon Edwards in the second in their rematch when they rematch most likely. And I was definitely confident when they faced off the first time. But if Jemiah faces Usman, I'm confident, but I'm not as confident as against Leon Edwards. I'm not. And it takes a lot for me to get off the Usman bandwagon as to what I've seen him become. Because I know how dominant he is, how good he really is. Like I said, the only thing he's missing is a go-to finishing move. 
or go-to finishing tactic. Everything else about him is elite. From conditioning to strength to speed to grappling. Stand up. Take down defense. Striking defense. Stamp, uh, I believe I already said stamina. Adapting. Being able to corner his opponent. Not getting average rhythm. Adapting to his opponent's rhythm. Everything is at a high level. Everything is at a high level for that man. But even still, against Jemayev, I have a tougher time picking Usman. Even though I'm still picking Usman against Jemayev if they fight against each other. I have a tougher time picking Usman against Jemayev than I did against Usman, than I did with Usman versus Edwards. And currently do with Usman versus Edwards too. That's to tell you how big of a monster and how big of a threat that Jemayev really is at both 170 and 180. My gosh, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be a who this man's career is looking something special. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to watch it. I cannot wait to experience it as it evolves. My gosh, it's going to be so good. Woo! Boy, he is an exciting fighter. But moving on. For our next topic of the day. In the next fight. Of the night at UFC 279. The main event, Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz. Again, a fight that was poised and should have been poised to happen long ago. Long ago. This should have happened years ago with both of them in their prime. When Tony Ferguson was one of the best fighters on the planet. Legitimately. Nate Diaz was was his ability fully encapsulated. Or his ability was fully called up to his warrior mentality. When the two of them were at their prime, my gosh, I would have loved to see that. But it happened now. I can't get mad at it. Again, Nate Diaz, because he got had to change his fight against Jemaya, because Jemaya missed weight, got put in against Tony Ferguson on short notice. Tony Ferguson, always ready at any given point in time, was amped to take the fight, took the fight, and they had it out. And, again, mind you, it was a phenomenal fight, even with them being aged, even with them being older, not what they used to be. And understandably so. The amount of punishment that they've taken for a lot of their careers. But, Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson fighting against each other, it's a phenomenal fight. Nate Diaz ends it with a guillotine choke. I believe it, yeah. Yeah, guillotine choke on the mat, flexing just like only Nate Diaz would do. Just like only Nate Diaz would do. My gosh, this is why I love that brother so much. He just exudes him. He's got, as, as the young folks say, he got that hemothy, that hemothy in him. Not him, not Hennessy, not the, not, not the drink, even though I think he, 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 may, he may be taking that say well. <laughs> but he ain't got that Hennessy. He got that Hemothy. He, he he's got that dog in him. The brother is 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 all out Nate Diaz, and, and just because he he, he just full fledged him, unapologetically him. That's what we love about him. But he goes in, fights, beats Nate, beats Tony Ferguson. I believe it was in the third round of the fight. 
Right, let, let me make sure I have my no I have my, my my statisticians all in order. Fourth round, excuse me, I apologize. Beat him in the fourth round. Goes, chokes him out in the fourth round. And this is his last fight in the UFC. It really was. This is his last fight in the UFC. And what a way to go out in the UFC. Now, granted, let's make sure everybody understands. This. He's not done fighting. He's not done fighting. And I don't want him to be done fighting. Because of what I saw in this fight. I said in the breakdown versus Chemayev. When it was. When that was the matchup. That. Nate Diaz has taken a lot of punishment to the head. And he has. He's blocked a lot of stuff with his face. He has. Great chin, but still, a lot of punishment. A lot of punishment. He's known for being bloodied up. It's not a knock on him. It's just, it's a, it could, again, it's a testament to him being a warrior. Taking that much punishment and still winning. Hey, applaud him. Speaks to the man that he is and the type of fighter that he is. But in this fight, the brother he kept landing that, that one-two, that quick Unique one too that only Nate Diaz has. Was evading punches. Was able to fight at his own pace. Caused Tony Ferguson to bleed. Checking the kick. Checking a chin kick by Tony Ferguson. Cut Tony Ferguson up. Was finding success. Now granted did he look tired at times. Yes he did. At one point in time he just he just He literally. At one point in time in the fight, just walked around the cage. And, and when the ref said the fight, just shook his head and just kept on pacing around the cage. Not necessarily avoiding the fight, just taking a breather. <laughs> so, I mean, and, I mean, hey, Tony Ferguson wasn't opposed to getting a little bit of, of a break. But, but hey, it happened. It is what it is. But, and then at another point in the fight, to, uh, Nate, Nate Diaz literally grabbed the top of the cage and was throwing kicks. <laughs> it was, it was, it was funny because I just wasn't expecting it. Because it's like, it's a fight. But hey, this is Nate. He does what he wants. The brother grabbed the top of the cage and was literally throwing kicks while holding on to the top of the cage. And just being like, I just, just, just let's, let's, uh, round's about over. Let's just add. Let's just wait. We wait till next round, and I'll, I'll start throwing punches again. But right now, let's just take a breather. It was funny because it was unorthodox. But again, outside of that fatigue, show good head movement was evading Tony Ferguson's punch. Was evading Tony Ferguson's punches. Was doing a good job of controlling distance, being able to again consistently land that one-two, and then later in the fight was really opening up on Tony Ferguson. Really opening up on Tony Ferguson. Which led to the knockdown and led to the guillotine. So now the question becomes, it's his last fight in the UFC. A phenomenal send-off. What is going on with him now? He said he's going to go and he's going to dominate these other sports that these other athletes are trying to do. And he's going to show them what it's really about. He's going to show them how to really take over his sport. Most likely that means that he's going to go into boxing. Most likely that means he's going to go into boxing. 
You see all these other UFC fighters. Tony, uh, uh, Tyron Woodley, Ben Askren, now Anderson Silva, all of them fought Jake Paul, all of them lost. I believe Vitor Belfort was a UFC fighter, who again was on steroids in his fight with Evander Holyfield when he blew Holyfield out the water. Again, v v Vitor, Vitor Belfort, I believe that was his name, when he fought Evander Holyfield, was on some stuff. And I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about substances. When he fought that fight and just washed Evander Holyfield. Who again looked like he was in shape when he fought against him. But there, there, was, there was something in there. That wasn't a normal Vitor Belfort. That wasn't. That wasn't. But he's seeing all these other UFC fighters going outside of UFC to fight. Or, excuse me, to box. Let's, let's make that distinction. To box, not to fight, to box against these other people. Not even other, well, except for Anderson Silva. Not even other boxers. And now he's going to try to go put his uh, name in the hat and go box. Now, should he? I don't think so. I don't think he's got the hand speed necessary to go out and box. He's got the reach. Don't get twisted. He's got an unorthodox one, too, that, again, can come in handy. However, the problem that I have with UFC fighters going in the box is the fact that potentially, I'm not, again, this is speculative, with, with the UFC being such a multifaceted sport in terms of the amount of limbs that you're able to use and the amount of strikes that you're able to throw from literally any angle because you can use both your arms and both your legs and your elbows and back fists and flying knees and jumping kicks and side kicks to the chest and all this stuff. All those different types of strikes make it so that you can set up a multitude of different options. Which can, again... A UFC fighter has to be aware of everything, which hence opens up the ability to land what you want to land. Sometimes that doesn't translate like you would want it to in the UFC, or excuse me, that doesn't translate like you would want it to in boxing, because now that it's strictly hands, maybe some of the things that you were setting up to land stuff aren't going to land. Now, again, there are. Some people that, that that can get away with Anderson Silva dominating in his expedition belts, exhibition belts, excuse me. And if he just went boxing full time, he probably would be the, the one of the top boxers in the world. At his prime, he had it. He was like that. One of the best. When, when I when we say he's one of the best strikers. In not UFC history, combat sports history, that translates to whatever sport you want to talk about. Boxing, he probably would have been a champion. I wholeheartedly believe he would have been a champion. Because his head movement reflexes, his ability to counter, lull you into a de deceptive reach, and then just boom, catch you. 
Coupled that with his slickness, his ability to predict and perceive punches. It's almost like he knew what you were going to throw before you did it. And would just lean and weave and dodge by the skin of his teeth. Then if he did get in trouble, he would just he would always be able to escape. And then keep, put you back on the ropes. He could fight aggressive. He could fight a distance. He could go to the body, go to the head. He could move. He could jab you around the ring. He could stand still and bang. Great defense, good power. Had stamina, could fight for all 12 if he, were, if he was a boxer. Had the ability to fight for all 12 if he was a boxer. And then shows fortitude and guts. The only thing that might have been quote-unquote suspect was maybe his chin. Even though at his best, he was still taking shots. Yes, he got knocked out, but that didn't mean that he couldn't take punches. He had everything. Everything that you would want in a boxer. If he became a boxer. So outside of Anderson Silva, it's hard for me to see any other UFC fighters legitimately having success translating into other sports or translating into the boxing realm. Pride, go for it. If you want to fight in pride, go for it. Bellator, sure. All those other things, yeah. Boxing, it's just, you got to prove it to me for a lot of UFC fighters. And Nate Diaz, I don't think that's going to be the best thing for him. I really don't. Now, if he shows me otherwise, hey, more power to you. I just don't think that he's got, well, he, you can, he may have the chin, sure. You may have the reach, sure. I don't think he has the hand speed necessary to be able to go. If he, now, if he's talking about professional, nah. I still don't think he's he, he, he's got that ability. If he wants to go celebrity, if he wants to go the celebrity route, okay, cool. Even still, the the the, the style that you fight, if you go to the U, if you go to the boxing, I don't see it translating well. I really don't. I really don't. Despite what I saw against Tony Ferguson, I don't see it going well. If he stayed in the UFC, I would say stay there. Do what you want. Absolutely. This performance showed me that you still got some stuff in the tank. Ain't a lot, but you still got some stuff in the tank. But in boxing, I, I, just, I, mm, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't. No. It's hard for me to say that he would be a great boxer. Like if he fights a YouTuber. We'll say Jake Paul. Like with all these other things. Again, mind you. You're going to be fighting. Let's say you fought Jake Paul. Knowing how Jake Paul fights. Not just his skill set, but also who he picks. He's going to pick an aging fighter. Nick Diaz fits that description. Who's, a, who's not a boxer. Nick Diaz fits that description. Who, again, he may be able to catch 
and knock out. And normally, I say that's with anybody because it's combat sports. Again, Nick Diaz fits that description. Nick Diaz isn't at, isn't necessarily quick. He shows some good head movement in this fight against Tony Ferguson. But, again, got winded. Got tired. So then the stamina aspect has to be questioned. All of these things come into play. It's not me hating on Nate Diaz for wanting to go into the boxing realm. I want him to succeed. I want him to be able to dominate. Whether it's a celebrity or if he chooses to go to the professional route, pro. I want him to succeed in both. It's just hard for me knowing what comes with boxing to see what he showed translate to legitimate success when he steps up. It's hard for me to see that. And that's just me. Now, another thing that could happen is that he goes and starts his own promotion. Which, hey, I've seen and heard reports on that, and I wouldn't put it past him. I heard somebody say he wants to start his own promotion. I can't remember who the name is. Go look it up for yourself again to make sure that you got me, that I'm correct. If not, comment down below. But Nate Diaz, I've heard that he potentially may start his own fight promotion that involves MMA, mixed martial arts, jujitsu, and boxing all on one card. Whether that be each round is different rules, whether that be you got like three or four fights on the card, each fight is a different style, boxing, MMA, uh, Muay Thai, or whatever, you could start doing that. And with the cult following that Nate Diaz has, you best believe that I will succeed because he ain't going to pick no bums to start that, to fight in that promotion if he went and did that. He's going to make fights, actual fights. It's going to be no cherry picking stuff. It's going to be you want a war, you better bring a war. If you ain't about it, don't go, don't come in it. That's how Nate Diaz, and if he brings his brother into it, Nate Diaz, he's going to run that thing. That's how he's going to run it. That's how him, that's how him and Nate want to, if they did run it, are going to run it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then on top of that, if that succeeds, hey, this could be a legitimate thing. And I hope so too. But whatever endeavor he chooses to do, I want to see him succeed. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him flourish and thrive. But if it's going to be boxing, where he's participating, I need him to get his hand speed up, better conditioned, And essentially those two things. Hand speed has to be a lot quicker. Conditioning has to be a lot better. Because again, boxing conditioning versus UFC conditioning are two completely different things. They are. Just ask Conor McGregor when he fought against Floyd Mayweather. You saw him being winded. You saw him winded and tired. You saw him winded and tired. And this is him at, at the height of his abilities. So UFC conditioning and boxing conditioning are two completely different things. He's got to get prepped for that. He's got to get prepped for, again, being able to, to actively 
find success using feints in boxing because the feints that he uses in, in the UFC may not work, even though he's predominantly a striker. Because of the fact that, again, the threat of the kicks and all those other assets that fighters have in terms of the offensive ability led to them being able to sell the feints that they were given. Now, it may not, it may not work as well in, the year, in boxing as it did in the UFC. Again, that's speculative. I'm just saying well, from what I've seen, the same from what I've seen. I can only say the track record, the track record of what I've seen from other UFC fighters that have transferred into the boxing world outside of Anderson Silva. The majority, not the minority, not had success in the, outside of the UFC when it came to boxing. If Nate Diaz wants that success, he needs to, in my estimation, build up his hand speed, build up his stamina. And then, like I say with any fighter, adequate head movement. Which again, in the Tony Ferguson fight, in the Tony Ferguson fight, look like okay, he's got he, he he's got something there. I still need to see more. But with anybody, again, outside of Anderson Silva, got to keep reiterating that, outside of the one fighter who can be argued as the greatest UFC fighter of all time, and potentially one, the greatest, if not one of the greatest, combat sports athletes that we've seen in history, outside of him, you got to prove to me that you can make it in the boxing world before I say you can make it in the boxing world. As a promoter, if Nate Diaz went on to do his own promotion, thrive, fine, good. Can't wait to see it happen. As a boxer, that's why I got to punt the book and say, wait a minute now. You're going to do that. I need to see some legitimate progress in your boxing ability before I say, yeah, you can make it. And yeah, go for it. Because track record shown, you're going to lose. Against, uh, with all these other fighters. UFC fighters going into the UFC. Track record says gonna, you're going to lose. Statistics. Look, look, good gosh, can't even get my words right. Statistics say you're going to lose. If you transfer the boxing from the UFC. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the definitive. But I know what I need to see from you if I want to say that's not going to happen for you. That's, I know that for a fact. Better head movement. Lighting on your feet. Better conditioning. Better use of the jab. More speed all around on your punches. And more importantly, a willingness to not be afraid. Or not be hesitant. In the boxing ring. Like Tyron Woodley. Like Ben Askren. Like Tito Ortiz when he fought Anderson Silva. Like these UFC people. Like Tyron Woodley in the second fight with Jake Paul. 
tentativeness is going to lead to you losing. As much as a warrior as I know you are, that still doesn't mean that you, again, if you're on the defensive, track record shown, if you're on the defensive, you're most likely you're going to get knocked out. But if you're on the offensive and you put some pressure on the other opponent in the ring, hey, okay, now you got something. Now, okay, now you can use your striking to its fullest effect. Now you can get into your own rhythm. Instead of trying to wait and seemingly be hesitant. Again, I'm basing all of this only on Tyrone Woodley, Ben Askren, Tito Ortiz, and Anderson Silva, with Anderson Silva being the outlier. So essentially, the common man, the quote-unquote common man, at the boxing level, that transfers to UFC. Anderson Silva is like the, 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 the pinnacle of what you want your UFC fighters to be when they translate into boxing. But everybody else, right now, when they get into boxing, they're viewed as the common man. They are. Because while you are a fighter, you're not a boxer. And that distinction is important because the skill set is, 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 is completely different. It's, it's the same in theory, but that, that's about where it ends. That's about where it ends. So now, if Nate Diaz shows that he's good and can box, then I have no qualms. But right now, track record says there's a lot I need to see from him. Especially at this age. That I need to see from him. That he develops like his speed, like his, again, jab. I would like to see a better jab. Combination punching. Footwork. Head movement. All of that I need to see at a boxer's level. You know, for me to say, okay, yeah, he'll succeed. Outside of that, it's, it's up in the air. Outside of that, I can only say I want him to succeed. I'm not going to say definitively, yeah, he's going to be able to thrive. Just not. Just not. It's not hate. It's just the truth. If he proves that he's there, guess what I say? He's there. He's arrived. This brother can box. And I want to say that. But if he doesn't show that, the only thing I can say is you were better off staying in the UFC. Or fighting in Bellator or fighting in Pride or whatever promotion you wanted to fight in. It ain't hate, it's just the truth. So if he shows that he's there, more power to him. If he doesn't, mm-mm-mm. then hey, it's what it is. Either way, this fight with Tony Ferguson, if this was his last fight in the UFC, which mind you, he said he'll be back. But even but if he doesn't come back, great send off, phenomenal. I'm not gonna say retirement, but phenomenal legacy fight to have. Even though it's later in his career than anybody would have wanted. Good showing against Tony Ferguson, legend versus legend. Ended with him getting a dub in Nate Diaz fashion, flexing and all. And currently, he's rolling off into the sunset on his UFC career at the moment. When he comes back, guess what he rides? It's the outlaw riding back into town. But right now, he's riding out 
into greener pastures or perceived greener pastures. He's like a gunslinger that's going, all right, I did my, I made my name here in this town. Now it's time to go conquer another town. That's what he's, that's what he's on. He said it himself. Not those exact words, but again, the sentiment is the same. So we're going to see if it happens. If it does, great, and I'm rooting for it. If not, well, hey, well, that doesn't, doesn't diminish your legacy. It just shows where you were is where you should have been. If he becomes a promoter, then everything's all hunky-dory. Boom. I hope he really thrives in that. That's why I really hope he, I really hope he becomes a promoter, if anything else. But, gosh, I would love to see Nick Diaz putting on fights. We're going to get bangers every single card. I can guarantee that. <laughs> I can guarantee that. That would be incredibly exciting to see. But this has been another episode of The World Report. I've been so happy to have you along for the ride on this show. Again, please like the video, comment your thoughts and opinions, subscribe to the channel, most importantly, and then share with anybody that you know. Let's make this community great. Grand. Let's make this a, 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 a make, make me a mogul by making this community an empire that we can all rally around and really build something great together. So this has been a Watch Report. I've been John LeGuelch. You've been beautiful, my listeners and viewers. Peace and love. We out of here.